Toronto Maple Leafs head out to the West Coast. Three games on tap. Starting tomorrow night, the LA Kings. God, I loved it when the schedule used to come out, JB. Yeah. First thing I'd look at, California road trip. It's a good time, huh? LA. It only meant something if you could squeeze in an extra day, which I don't think that the Leafs have going into this. It's, uh, what is it, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday? Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, L.A., San Jose, Anaheim. But you play Friday night. The game ends. You probably go to Anaheim the next day and have Saturday in Anaheim to, I don't know, play around a golf or something, right? I don't know if there would be enough time. Oh, they'll squeeze her in if they can, I'm sure. Soak up a little sunshine out there. That's a tough call. Or do you just go home, go to bed, follow the sleep doctor, no travel post game? There would be only a selected few, I think, that would try to sneak out and play around a golf. Others would go, uh, not, not, not the day before. If I give you even money that there's a William Nylander Instagram post from a golf course on Saturday, <laughs> would you bet against it? <laughs> no, I, that's the one I would not bet against. Yeah, Willie's going to be out there. Question is, will anyone else? Willie with three uh, groundskeepers. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, hey, I'm a single. No one else. Yeah, it's very possible. Oh, man, but that L.A. trip, and especially going into that old L.A. form where you just – take warm up in and you're looking around and you see a Tom Cruise, a Jim Carrey. Yeah. I remember when I fought, I fought Marty McSorley and that I, would take the fun out of going to LA for me. If I had to fight Marty <laughs> McSorley, I, 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 I cut myself and there's blood and there's an actor beside me. I think it was his name. Uh, Kuzak, John Kuzak, oh, John Kuzak, yeah. John Kuzak. Yeah. And I see, I say to him, you see this blood? Not fake like the movies. Real. <laughs> buddy, buddy, eh? With the actors <laughs> hanging out. I bet your coach loved you chit-chatting with the fans during the game, too. I guess if you just fought, you got a green light. So well, we've the- got the off day here, which means that we can actually uh, e- even kind of look around the league. And what's the one thing that jumps out of you more so than anything else in a I think it has to do with an ex-leaf here, JB. Who's who's the hottest shooter right now, not named McDavid? Nazem Kadri. Can I get something straight? Is it Kadri or Kadri? I feel like it's very Canadian to say Kadri, but that's how I hear it here a lot. Kadri? Kadri. Kadri? I don't know. All right. Let's just do some mix. Show, you Cad- you got to take there, Sam. Is it Codbury or Cadbury? <laughs> it's Neath, isn't it Carberry? <laughs> it's Carberry. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, no, I'm talking about the chocolate bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's Kadri. It might sound, but I sound very Canadian when I say things. So, well, Kadri. everything you say is yeah. very Canadian. Just to, to go so back, I... just to go back to the Willie Nylander on the course. Yeah, he'll be. I don't think he'll be course pick. He'll be beach with like a with like some ridiculous swim trunks on and like an open shirt. Hundred. Well, he is a golfer though. He does he play. Is? Yeah. 
I don't know if he'd be the guy at the course. He'll be at the beach. <laughs> but if he does it, he's a little reluctant because he hasn't scored, what, in six games, yeah. seven games? It doesn't games. matter. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> Some guy have that sense. Willie's. Come he on. I will guarantee. Not as much joy in it. There's a foursome going ten to, out. Ten to a one, four- Sammy, do we get Instagram nipples no. for Millie Nylander Yo, in the next? <laughs> Graham nips from Willie? I will bet on that. But I can guarantee there's a foursome going out at some point on this trip. I think so too. No doubt. Got to wedge it in when you can. Oh yeah. You're not getting a, you're not getting around in around here in a few months. So, anyways, just wanted to go back to that. But yeah, it's Kadri. Do you want to yeah, so Kadri right now, uh absolutely insanely hot. He has a goal and three assists last night in the uh Avalanche comeback win over the Ottawa Senators. They went 7-5 after going down 5-4 in the third period. Kadri has 19 points in his last nine games. He is third in the NHL in scoring behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. And to think off his last suspension, there was actually uh, articles pushing for the Avs to get rid of him, (laughs) buy him out, send him on his way, uh, kick him out of the league, yada, yada, yada. Just insanity, hey? Well, uh, when you're dealing with all that emotion and a guy with a reputation for picking the worst time of the season to push the envelope, it's the reason why the Leafs got rid of him. Yeah. Because they just felt uh, two's enough. Well, after the first time, it was like, well, it's not going to happen again. It happens a second time and you go. There are actual articles where he has quotes saying, you know, it's not like I'm going to do that again. Does it again? I really believe that it had to do with the fact that the Leafs didn't bring enough of it around and he just felt it upon himself to go That's out fair. there and and do it, that they lacked the team toughness that they needed to go up against a Boston team. And... He's just, he has those moments when he's like, I've had enough of this. I i can't just take me and everyone else on my team getting hammered like this. Time to dish it out. And uh, horrible mistake. It really, it, in many ways, its it cost him his career in Toronto. Does he have a regular season suspension on his record? Yeah. Does he? Remember he smoked the goalie? I think it was Nick Not Backstrom. Really. The goalie, Nick Backstrom, remember there was... He used Nils to play, Backstrom? No, it was Nick Backstrom, Nick. the goalie that used to play for the Wild. And I remember he came out from behind the net and just absolutely smoked him and got suspended for a couple. I think he has yeah. a couple in-season I just suspensions. was wondering, like, is there anyone out there who has more playoff suspensions than regular season suspensions? That's It's just a wild track record. We were, we were doing the joke just because everyone, you have to fan, you know, think about it if you're a, a Leafs fan. Would you do Kadri as your second-line center instead of Tavares? If you had the choice today. Minus the five and a half million bucks. Yeah, yeah, you get the extra yeah, five and a half, six and a half back, whatever it is. It, no no brainer. All, all day long. Well, the extra but, money and much, and I'd still take the chance that you know he may do something crazy again in the playoffs. What about same I would, value, I, same I, contract? I would, I would take that chance. Yeah. For with the extra money, you definitely would. What about same contract? You have both guys at seven million bucks. I don't know. You want Tavares at that point, right? Oh, gosh. Um, I just think that Tavares, do you believe that Kadri could match Tavares' point production? No, I don't. So you're weighing 
a guy that should score more and should offer you less of a physical presence. Mm-hmm. I like the physical presence in the playoffs. And I got to think after three times of running a guy in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah, we've seen this the man though. has learned a lesson. You would think so. So yeah. I think he's primed right now for a, a great run for Colorado. And we do think that Colorado is on their way. Oh, my God. Like they've, they done, they've done all of this without Nate McKinnon. Yeah, five straight wins now. They're, they're ticking their way up the standings. McCar- they're actually cars really starting to. You know, he Look had a little slow guy. start to the year, but he's really, really getting hot here again. And it's I, so go ahead. Kevin. No, I was just going to say, and, and Kadri, it's not exactly like Kadri's needed to Landis Cog and Rantanen to do this. Uh, he's pretty much been on with Nikushkin and uh, uh, Burakovsky the whole run here. Yeah. So I, so he is the perfect second line centerman right now. <laughs> it has he, to be said though, it is a contract here. Here. You know, for, it, Naz, for him. Yeah. And like, look at, he had a couple big years in Toronto where his production was great. Like he had 32 goals two years in a row for the Leafs, which is, you know, you don't necessarily remember that, but his production has never really been at this level. No. You know? No, no I don't expect it to. No, to, to continue, continue. But like, it, it is a contract year for him. And that is a, that's a, as it's a hell of a thing with the, the contract year guys. So it's right. nice to see him playing well. Cause I, I love Kadri and I, I just, I wish every day that the Leafs had not traded him. I was one of his biggest fans. Love the guy. If, if he hones in on that switch in the playoffs, he brings more tools than Tavares. John Tavares, though. You know, he's a finisher. He's a goal scorer. He's a setup guy. He's, he win you face-offs. He's, you know, he's John Tavares. He's the Olympian. You know, the experience is there. I understand he hasn't won at the NHL level yet, but I still think he's the guy for me. So the uh, Los Angeles thing, They're going into Los Angeles, and the uh, Muzzin trade has resurfaced. Sean Dersey has been recalled by the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Dersey went to L.A. in the trade for Muzzin. Um, Dersey right now, a defenseman from Owen Sound, I believe, or played for Owen Sound. Played for the attack when they were really good, yep. He's a defenseman. This guy has three goals and – sorry, five goals and 11 assists, 16 points in the American League right now in just 13 games. He's lighting up the American League. Yeah, but they also – uh, have a deep team, do they not? This is an organization over the past few years that's really mm. stockpiled, and they probably have more prospects than anyone in the league. Yeah, I think they have one of the top-rated pr- prospect pools. He's one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. It is interesting just looking back on that Muzzin trade, obviously wonderful trade for the Leafs, and you do it again time and again, but this, if Dersey ends up being a contributor for them, that would be a nice c- little Correct piece. me if I'm wrong. Did you mention earlier that uh, L.A. had a choice between him and Lilligren. And Lilligren. Basically said, yeah, do you want, here's the trade, uh, Grunstrom a first, and you can pick Lilligren or Dersey, and they pick Dersey. What well, you- that makes it interesting. <laughs> makes it very interesting. Yeah. And then Kyle Clifford, uh, another L.A. guy, rumored he's out of Marley's practice. He might be getting called up to play for the Leafs against his old team. So, Well, yeah, it said that he's in L.A. with the Leafs. So that's, from, so, from, that's from the mayor, NHL, uh, John Hoven guy. Who's so who, come, so. who comes out? I mean, they, they had a pretty solid game against the Island. Pierre. It is. <laughs> it's Pierre's time. It is. Poor Pierre. But this is inevitable, right? He has a good start, and then he does nothing for a while, then they kick him in the pants and put him in the press box, and now he's going to come back and score in two games. Yeah, he's – And but, like, they set it up. Richie went to the third line, played great. Pierre went to the fourth line, yeah. did Pierre things, and now it's going to be old uh, – it's going to be old Cliffy in for him on, on – uh, Sliding his way no out of the doubt. lineup, yeah. 
Um, and last piece, so the uh, the three guests today, what a, what a show, hey, today, Kipper. We got uh, PJ Stock, Mike Kelly, and Colby Armstrong. Uh, the absolute personality show of personality, <laughs> personality show for us today. Excited to get uh, Colby for that part. Uh, last thing we were going to discuss before we got to Colby, the uh, New Jersey Devils new sweater. Thoughts? Taking a beating, is it not? Taking a bit of a beating because it's a jersey and the words on it are <clears throat> jersey. Jersey. Just <laughs> jersey. They, uh, the, the team itself joked about putting out a hat with the word hat on it today. Sammy, your thoughts on it? Like it. What do you mean? Is like there anything? Uh, I like the jersey. Pants, pants, socks. <laughs> you just don't stop at the jersey. Just label all their items. No, I, everyone hates on it. I guess maybe people can accuse me of being, you know, trying to it be does, different. But it, I kind of like it. It does look like something you'd wear in practice. Yeah. I don't think it's got game day feel for me. No, it doesn't. So many stripes, just stripes everywhere. And black and whites, I don't think it ever has ever been a good black and white jersey. Can you name one? The Kings, I guess, all time jersey's good, but but it just got ripped off to death. Yeah, LA did a great job of, and they stole it from uh, Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I guess not of this sport. There's that, but they're like, yeah, Marty Broder helped design it, and I'm like, okay. Well, what do I care? The numbers on it. There's, there's <laughs> tremendous <laughs> history in that jersey. Yeah. Okay, what do we care? Yeah, does it a nice jersey or not? No, then Marty did a bad job. I'm sure it means something. The numbers are great. It's got the nice 3D numbers on it. I like the black and white. There's not a lot of just straight-up black and white jerseys. The only complaint I have is jersey uh, written across it. They have a great logo. The Devils have a really cool logo. I would have liked to see them do maybe like a black and white version of the logo on there. I just think the jersey part of it is getting kind of roasted rightfully, but I still don't mind it. I still don't mind it. Put me in in the camp. One of the only people on earth that's not like roasting the Devils for their new jersey. I don't really care. <laughs> it was Either. inevitable this conversation was Either landing there. Way, I just don't care. You know, you saw, I sent you guys the clip today of Tortorella being walked through a segment by Grass where they're talking about player fashion and Torch is just like, not doing it. I'm not commenting on this. I don't care. And I thought it was inevitable we might get here today with yes. you. <laughs> but is it an over 50 thing? Well, I don't think so. I don't know. Just like the emails. No, I you think, like style. I think you I, care. Like, if we did style, like player style, you would have commentary on that, I think. I have, yes. Suits. You're a stylish guy. I am. And uh, I, I'd like my fashion. Yeah. Canali uh, over the years, been I've, very kind to me. Harry Rosen, very kind to me over the years. You know what I, I heard? I heard a rumor once that it was in your contract that you had to get very nice suits. Is that true? You know, when I... <laughs> That when I when I left when I left Sportsnet, yeah, I did a quick uh, math total of the value of, of the suits. of the value of my suits over my run of my career. Yeah, probably close to a quarter of a million dollars. Oh my god! I oh went. I, I went to. I, I went uh, when I went to when I went to Vancouver for the Olympics. Yeah. I had probably forty thousand dollars worth of retail. I just don't. But it's nuts. It's it's nuts. Is the, the is the, the suit that much better? Does it fit yes. better? Does it? Yeah. Is yes. there there's a better than my Indochino yes. suit? No disrespect yeah, to Indochino, yeah. but yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll bring, <laughs> let me feel the fabric I'll, 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 one day. I'll, I'll pay bring, you twenty bucks. I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring in my. I'll bring in a couple of suits for you just to feel it. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing our d- dimensions are not exactly the same, Kiffer, but. 
I'd like to have a look. We got Colby so, there, Sammy. So you want to know? Uh, we got Colby. You want to know my my uh, the value in my radio deal? <laughs> <laughs> Not a, a, a Canali suit. Come here and feel the fruit of the loom right here on this T-shirt. <laughs> Six for thirteen ninety nine at Costco is not a bad deal. Colby, those were uh, the days, my friend. Those were the days. But nobody, <laughs> hey, it, we're we're in uh, we're in Zoom territory now. Nobody, yeah, yeah. Does anybody yeah. care anymore what anybody wears? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think we all I think we all aspire to the day when we don't have to give a crap what we put on it at all at any given point, right? Like. And Kipper, if you've just hit that, I commend you, my friend. The three pack for the loom shirt. If that's what it is, oh, that's heaven. That's heaven when you've hit that moment in your life, isn't it? Oh, I've never been happier, especially when you've got oh, the Oh, so happy. Stain. I love it. When you got the coffee stain on it and you just <laughs> don't care. <laughs> what do they call it on the commercial? You got the bacon neck going, which I got the <laughs> I got the bacon neck going, dude. This is a different kind. Hey, it's my birthday today, boys. I don't want to be up. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Wow. I know. 39, Colby? 39, my friend. That's right, Borny. Yeah, 39. That's one more birthday until I stop counting. Is that what they say? I don't know. No, you should stop but, now. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So, yeah, nothing's changed today, though. No special treatment up and at them. What are you talking about? You're on, just... you're, you're on our show. That's special. Yeah, that is good. That is actually really good. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no special announcement, though, from you guys. I had to throw it out there myself to ah. get some love in this world. It's been a while get since some I love in this world. It's a bit been a while since I picked up your hockey card and I, I saw the, <laughs> the the DOB on the back. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they always say in hockey though, I'm an eighty two born you know that, you know how we go by the birth year. Oh yeah, he's an eighty two. Oh yeah, my son's a two thousand ten. He's a ten. And yep. uh, yeah, that good old eighty-two year, Borny. That's, That's too, a heck buddy. of a year, right there. So cold, you know, right in the wheelhouse, right in the wheelhouse, Kipper, of being a eighty-two born and a ninety-three Montreal Canadiens Cup-winning team. When I was a little kid, it just brings back those memories. All these years that in my wheelhouse of hockey fandom and love, eighty-two born, ninety-three, another great year. Don't blink, man, because you'll be mean, and it'll be all distant memory real soon. Just Fruit of the Loom and Mr. Bean, Tidy Whitey Undies. And, just <laughs> and your Bean. couch. And your couch. <laughs> and the couch. I miss that commercial where the guy's got the fridge underneath his couch. Oh, yeah. That's the ultimate guy right there. That's the aspiration. That's so, that is. Colps, who's got a bigger story? The Leafs, uh, what is it, 10 out of 11? Or Pittsburgh sweep, oh. sweeping Canada? unbelievable and they might i mean it continues tomorrow night they have the uh the canucks are in town and oh could it not be a better time for the penguins to keep the streak rolling but uh yeah i don't know i think maybe the i think maybe the leafs i think that's bigger just like montreal was no good when they played them like not a good team um you know, I, I commend the way they played the last two games, especially last night against the, the Jets. That was like an unbelievable game. I thought they, they're they stingy. They're tough to play against. They're aggressive. They're on them. The same thing, kind of what they did the Leafs, right, guys? So, you know, it's just a, you know, a couple games. But when you can string, you know, points and, and wins and games together, um, you know, I think for that Leafs team, I think that's pretty impressive. I'm looking at this Penguins team, though, like, 
you know, kind of eighth in the Western, or sorry, in the Eastern Conference now and starting to climb. They got the Canucks who are in trouble, the Islanders who are in trouble, the Canadians who are in trouble, like so some winnable games ahead. Is this a team that's going to be a, you know, home ice playoff team or more of a scrapping for playoffs team? The Penguins you're talking about now? Yeah, 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 Penguins. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think I could kind of see them just with the way things have started here being like a, you know, a, just getting in kind of thing maybe. I don't know. It's just like division's so tough. Like this division's so good. And, um, you know, they've had COVID issues and injury issues and uh, who knows how long it'll take. To, uh, I mean, I think a lot will hinder on, on when Malkin comes back and what that looks like. Because look at their special teams. They're the best penalty kill in the league. They have the worst power play in the league. Like that is crazy because they're just missing, you know, some key guys and they've had injuries at the start and, and COVID where guys have missed significant time. So, um, you know, what's it going to look like when, the, when Malkin gets back and they kind of get everything sorted out? Then you've got Crosby, Malkin, Carter, Bluger down the middle. Bluger's been really good for them lately too. But, um, you know, when you start to solidify this lineup and then, you know, those special teams kind of shake out, especially on the power play side for them, which is, as you guys know, like, I mean, that's, you know, their PK is doing a heck of a job for them lately. Killed off that five-on-three in Toronto a few nights ago, um, which was massive. Uh, and, you know, getting the job done again in, in Winnipeg last night. And, you know, the power play is starting to sort of wake up, but it's still not even close. So special teams is, is huge. Malkin would be huge. That'll be a big turning point. I can see them. I can see them making the playoffs again, though. I mean, that's going to be 16 seasons uh, in a row of making the playoffs. And, you know, in the Metro Division, you know, that's saying something as well. I think they, you know, they've got to, what do you got to get now? Like 98 points to probably get in the playoffs. And depending on how many games they got left, uh, you know, like, you know, they've got to get like 40 more wins or 30 some more wins. So I think it's, uh, I think it's doable with this team and the way they play. I just wonder, Colby, where is this team really going? I, I It's great I that they can make the playoffs, but I'm looking at a bunch of 27, 29-year-olds, and it's still led by 34-year-old Sidney Crosby, Latang, and is, is Malkin 35? I'm yeah. I'm like, yep. where the youngest guy I think is is maybe Marino at 24. Like, you look around the league, and so many of these young superstars are still like 22, 23, and 24. And I don't see any on the horizon here. Well, they've had they've had P.O. Joseph. There's one guy. They've got a few other draft picks and guys, um, you know, playing their, you know, first-year pros um, that, you know, I think they're up, up front anyways that they're pretty high on. But you're right. You're right. Like, uh, just a matter of time before things got to turn over here. And, I mean, it's nice to ride the wave, and I guess that's what you do while you can. And they've kind of got by on doing that just because of their core group, the guys you mentioned who have Dumoulin has snuck in there, Rust has snuck in there, Gensel has snuck into that core group with those main big three older players. And, um, you know, they just keep trying to ride that wave, I, I think. And, and as long as you have those big horses in the lineup, it gives you, I think, a chance. But what are you going to do, though? Like, I, I mean, if you want to – acquire anybody or make anything happen i think you know the cupboards are fairly bare drafting has like been you know ripped apart just through you know adding to this team over the years and i get it like like let me ask you guys this like if you got this core group and you've got a chance to go for it or make some noise like what's your first rounder to you kind of in the middle of all of this um you know crosby malkin Latang era 
uh, and you've got a Jari who you're comfortable with, I mean, you're just kind of like, ah, okay, well, you know, we'll wait mm-hmm. for another year and we'll, we'll kind of move it. And we'll get something that we think we can add to and help us. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Look, Malkin's contract up, Latang's contract up at the end of the year. Uh, Hextall brought in and, 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 you know, he's been brought in to, you know, I think oversee some serious uh, changes here in the next year, two years, three years, whenever they decide that this is going to happen and what's going to happen with the organization. But um, yeah, as long as you've got that core group guys, I just, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard because they continue to just win. They continue to make the playoffs, um, you know, and there's sort of a little bit of talk of, uh, you know, finish in the middle, draft in the middle, stay in the middle, all that kind of talk. And, and yeah. when, when's the point that the Penguins say, okay, like that's enough. And lose in the middle, right? Yep. Lose so, in the middle. Yeah. That's kind of it. So one more before I throw it over to JB, you know, Crosby as well, or maybe even better than, than most. Is he a type of guy now, Colby, where he's, He's going to be very comfortable at age five, uh, 35, 36, 37, uh, reading bedtime stories to the 22-year-olds when they when they come up and play. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I you know, you ask if I know him. I, I I certainly don't know his body or what he's been through. I know you know surgery on his wrist and surgery a few years ago to get things cleaned out and. You know, he's had his wear and tear of a uh, ton of hockey and representing his country. And, I mean, who knows? We'll see what's going to happen at this Olympics coming up, uh, if that'll even go through. But, um, you know, uh, I where see, he's at I, with his contract, I think he's got four years left, Kipper. I see, I all, I see him playing all four years. JB, yeah. he's going to play. I do. Yeah. I would think he'd yeah. want to play out the string of the four years. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely think so. And I think he, he's going to the Olympics regardless of what his numbers look like. He's Sidney Crosby, right? Like... He's gonna go, but yeah, he... you know what? You know what though? His his game, like he he was good when he explained here. They asked him about it about you know his his uh, his start this year and frustration and getting his you know you know wheels turning to start the year here and you know he he made a good point. Like this is something he hasn't done before. He has. I don't think he, I think she said he's like never missed camp really. Kind of coming back. I guess a concussion here, but he was um, made a different situation, but. You know, he had surgery. He's rehabbing off that wrist injury. He, we don't see him taking as many face-offs right now. Then he got COVID on top of that, uh, where he only played one game inside. So it's it's something I don't think he's he's dealt with. Uh, and, and I see, like, moments on that top line with him, Rust, and Gensel where um, it's starting to build, like that chemistry starting to get back there and the, and the pace of play and the, and the playmaking and the um, vision and all that stuff is starting to get there. I, I saw last night he snapped the guy's stick in half on a face-off. That's going to be good for the confidence with the strength on that wrist as well. So, um, yeah, I, he's going to play out this contract. He'll he'll play it out for sure. I think he's he's in a good place. He's a competitive guy. I know that about him, uh, and he wants to win. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see here too with this new ownership group that's going to be coming in here. Uh, um, you know, Fenway sports group, I believe they're called. And, uh, you know, what that's going to look like here and in marketing and pushing this team and, you know, all that kind of stuff that goes with that. I'll move on from Pittsburgh and Crosby in just a sec, but just a quick follow-up to that. There's no way he'd like miss the Olympics to get everything better, get back on, on track, right? He'll go if he's able to go. Oh yeah. I think if he has an opportunity to go, he's going like he's, 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 he's Mr. Canada. He's the golden goal. I mean, (laughs) um, you know, like those are the moments where like he's going to be at his best. Those are the moments where like those kind of guys shine. And I think he relishes that. So yeah, he's, if he's, 
if he's on the roster, he's going hundred percent. And I guess there's no guarantee Pittsburgh's going to be in, you know, big moments. So for sure he would, he would put himself in that spot. Yeah. Um, Moving on from Pittsburgh, our, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are heading out uh, west to California, and I wanted to get your take on just what is that like for an NHL player when you get the the West Coast road trip? Kipper was saying he's uh, he was a fan of playing the LA Forums, got stories of talking to John Cusack from the penalty box. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 awesome. what did you do with your time? What did you look forward to when you headed out west? Very serendipity of you, Kipper, with that. Uh, my oh, wife nice, had my nice. wife had that movie on the other day. I was watching that a little bit, but I, I got to uh, keep Hollywood that, yeah. educated on the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing a public service. Uh, Kippy, no doubt. They need a guy like you around. That's for sure. Uh, you know what I loved about it, Kippy? Tell me if this, if you did this too. Like you get out there, you're in your hotel, you're in Cali. You go down for breakfast. You're outside, maybe on a patio, or the sun is shining. I got the bagels with the smoked salmon and the cream cheese breakfast. Like I am literally, I think I'm on a resort. I'm pretending in my mind I'm like on a resort mid-season. It is like unbelievable feeling for your body and for like your mind and like how you feel in those moments. So, you know, those chi- those trips are awesome. Like getting down to Florida, getting out to Cali, feel that sun and just feel like the, it's just totally different. So, um, uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice right shake now, up. Man. <laughs> it's a nice, yeah. Just close your eyes and picture that, yeah. but Barney, you'll, uh, uh. You'll hey. be, be sending in your uh, release papers to, for work before and, you know it. <laughs> and it didn't matter, you know. Everything's 45 minutes there, eh? Everything. Manhattan Beach, oh. 45 minutes. 1992, like a 70, the cab driver, that'll be $72. You're like, I don't care. Take 100. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm, at, I'm in Manhattan Beach, baby. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I go down there to Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach and walk around with the guys on the strand, right, Kipper, and work your way down to the boardwalk and do a little shopping, hit up a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. and then hit up a Venice couple, oh, Venice Venice Beach where the guys are like pumping yep. four twenty five and you're like, Get me away from those guys. So does that make it easier or harder to play hockey? Though. I don't know. It's a great change of pace though. And it just feels good. And I think it makes you kind of feel like a little bit happier. I got to say, you know, when you're down in some of those places, um, I think it's, I think it's easy to play good when you feel good. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that, uh, it's a change of pace for sure. It's, a, uh, it's good for your like mindset a little bit and your body. So, um, you put a little pep in your step being down in some of those places. Um, I would just say that. I would say that. You know, a lot of talk this week, Colby, about uh, the struggles of, of the Leafs five-on-five. Five. Uh, goals four, I think they're 27th going into tomorrow night. That's it's, it's almost unheard of when you look at the talent that they have up front. Well, look at the way they play, Kippy. They want to hang on the pucks. They don't want to ever go get it. They don't want to dump it in. They want to play this, like, kind of... Uh, high cycle swirling outside game and like they just get their chances and that's kind of it like you know you've got to there has to be a little bit more there and I think that's you know it's just style of play it's that's that's all it is it's style of play I look at them I watch them and you know is that style of play gonna you know score goals yes they're good enough they can control play they can control pucks but is it gonna be good enough when it's tighter and heavier and different in the playoffs if you can get there I don't know. And that's, I think, where a lot of question marks are with them. That's, for me anyway, looking at style of play and, like, their idea of how it's done. 
and that leads to five on five goals, right? Like playing that way, it's not it's not conducive to like solid, consistent sixty minute tough to play against teams. So do you, think, do you think the uh, it's possible to just like change a mindset and and do this differently? Like there's a stat right now. I don't. I, I'm guessing uh, you don't love expected goals. I don't love it either. But the Leafs are first in the NHL in that. They're 27th in the NHL in actual goals for per game. Like they're not scoring, but they're apparently you know getting all these shots from dangerous areas of the ice. To me, that says that they're not. You know, there's no traffic. There's no rebounds. There's no no that sort of thing. So. Can these players change their mindset and just go to those areas? Or is it like, that's a personnel thing. They do not have the players who want to be in those parts of the rink. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a, you know, like I know Richie's been under the, you know, heat and, and, you know, production and playing with good players, drop down to the fourth line, drop down to the bottom six. Okay. That, you know, his tryout is over. It's not working out, but it's like, how does a guy like him impose himself on a game when they play a certain style? How does a certain style of play, you know, work when you play a certain style. So it's, it's kind of, I, I think, asking a little too much of certain guys when it's, you know, stylistically this team, you know, plays the way they do. So uh, expected chances, like, what does that even mean? I don't even know. Expected it's, goals. I don't even know. Like, it's like, goals. It's goals. I know, I know. But it's like if there's, like, shots from the slot are more likely to go in than shots from out by the boards. So they're weighted by, yeah. you know, how often they regularly go in from there. Blah, 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 blah. Can, can I meet the guy that actually decides that? Yeah. Dave, yeah, Dave expected goals is his last name. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny expected goals, <laughs> yeah. O'Sullivan. Yeah. I expect you to get that wrong. That's what I expect. <laughs> Colby. Expected goals. You know how many expected goals I had in a year? So many. <laughs> you know what? Nobody cares. That's what. Yeah, good point. Goal a game. That's what we were expecting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was expecting too. Uh, but uh, uh, I think it's just style of play, man. That's what I think it is. I think it's style of play. This is how they're going to play. And, um, you know, they're going to have to try to, you know, manufacture second and third opportunities without, you know, like it has to be just a little bit more nose over the puck type of hockey, I think, right? Right. Hey, off the top of the show, we were talking about Nazem Kadri, how hot he is, uh, and oh, and how Colorado really has not fared well. And Nate McKinnon, who I thought had an excellent chance to end up having a MVP season, gets out of the gate uh, either injured or suffering from COVID. But Kadri's done a heck of a job stepping in, Colby. Isn't he been a beast? Like. I've always loved Naz's game. I always thought Naz was important in uh, with the Leafs. And I know you could say whatever you want about his suspensions and <clears throat> he hurt the team. And Okay, but his style of play is, like, super important. His style of play is really effective because he's, like, a, he's a really good mix of a little bit of an edge or a little bit of recklessness with being able to play. And I think you have to have some guys in your lineup like that. Um, and I think, obviously, he can step in and fill in for – you know, big boys when you're down, like that's what it's always been, you know, here in Pittsburgh is having kind of that guy that what if, what if Malkin gets hurt? Oh, who do you have? And and it's always kind of been like that. And, um, you know, for them to have the ability to have him as a, as a guy in there that can step up into big roles and, and play big situations, like what Carter's been able to do with coming to Pittsburgh now with, with Malkin out, um, you know, that's, that's valuable to a team. And look, he's a skilled guy. He can produce and he's easy to play with. He can play with good players. He can play it any way you want it, which is, I think really valuable up and down your lineup. And, uh, you know, he gets, you know, I think a reputation of being this, 
I guess in today's game, a little bit of an enforcer, I would call it, just because of the way he's played. But, you know, um, you better believe that he's, he's a skilled guy with creativity and can score as well. So, yeah, it's, it's been nice to see the run that he's on. Cole, one more story around the league. What a nail biter last night, though, hey! Oh my goodness! What a gong show that one was. That was was a seven five. Yeah, seven five. To Ottawa. Ottawa coming off coming off of COVID. Like, did you see that one happening? The only thing that I, I would worry me about Colorado right now is is Kemper. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't he didn't look very good last yeah. night. He's supposed to be a Team Canada goalie going into this year. Uh, yeah, not, it's interesting not, though. Not last the pressure, night, or what the look, or this year. you know, like. Like, look where where's Kemper been? Like, where Minnesota, Arizona. L.A., Arizona. I mean, he's kind of been in a you know he goes to a place now that is like the Stanley Cup contender. Um, he changes it, it changes it a little bit. So you know, and he changes uh, the way his D play in front of him. Maybe it's just a different look, something to get used to, or it's a different situation. So there's maybe a little bit of you know some some things he has to get used to, but you can never underestimate like kind of that the the pressure cooker that, you know, is playing on a contender and I, and, and trying to balance that and then coming in and having the pressure of being the guy that like change everything. You know, of, right. Cause they have a, they have the team and then they went and got him as he's supposed to be like an upgraded, like answer. And you kind of put that on yourself. He's at, he's on the last year of his deal at 3.5. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Arizona's picking up a portion of that. They're looking yeah. at Jack Jack Campbell right now. He's looking at Colorado, going, "I'll, I'll go win a cup there." I, I yeah. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. I, I think that, that. Well, first of all, they can't wait for Jack Campbell. Colorado, yeah. no, yeah, no. They may they may have to make a move here. Oh, I see. If Darcy Kemper does not get going here, and I'd probably give him another month, maybe even yeah. into. Or it, and that's if 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 they don't start losing, then. They may be in a position where they're they're shopping, they're shopping for a goaltender. That's where maybe the Leafs could dump Mrazik's contract. That's a bit of a stretch if Mrazik. Maybe he's got to come back and play well, though. That would be nice. I mean, nine five and one isn't like horrible for them, but they could beat teams by not having a goaltender that shows up and still win just because they're good. So it'll yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on kind of how things shake out because. You know, I like that they signed Bednar again to two years because he's kind of there through, you know, the bad days when it was awful and they were record-setting bad um, into what they are now. So, um, you know, for them to kind of make this, I think they took him for those two years and then make this push, um, you know, with this group and go, okay, this has got to be it, that this is the time frame and how, how, how aggressive are you going to be, right? Hey, Derek, do we have any... Um... Happy birthday music for our guest, or is that a copyright issue? <laughs> you got to pay rights to... Or do I just have to get... To, it's do the I... most famous song in the world, Kip. <laughs> yeah. not, just, not by the Beatles, I don't Justin, think. Justin, you, you, you go ahead. You start the song. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to pa- decline if I can. <laughs> Sammy, you want to take a run at this? There we go. Thank God, because no. <laughs> Thank you, Toronto. Happy Thanks birthday. for joining us, Colby. We appreciate Thank it, buddy. You guys. Happy Give birthday, <laughs> Mr. Colby. Yep. Happy birthday. That's a little Maryland for you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I felt that. I felt that. You know Mr. what? Colby. It's good to be a friend of the show, but it's even better to be family of the show. And now Aww. I feel like we're family, guys. Thank you. All the best, Mr. 39. Thanks, buddy.
All right, I miss you guys. Thanks, boys. Colby Armstrong, the at Arm Dog. That's, that's Give him a follow. My favorite part of our show so far was you, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to Colby Armstrong. All right, listen. Uh, I'm not asking when Mike Kelly's birthday is. Okay. I I like that Mrazic. Oh, idea. this is the most Toronto thing ever. <laughs> How do we Mr. unload our problem on oh, a, my, the Stanley Cup? Hey, my ears perked he's, up. He's just itching to get into the show. We've yeah, kind of ignored yeah, him up into this know. part. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that, you that, like that, interest, that was an interesting idea you had there, Kipper. Thanks, pal. I just wanted to praise one of the co-hosts of the show. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll get into that. And uh, Mike Kelly, of course, uh, Hockey Analytics, specializing at the NHL Network and Sport Logic. He's coming up after the break. You're listening to Sportsnet 590, The Fan. It's Real Kipper and Born. Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. I think it's fun when I get to do the uh, the lead-in because I feel like I should throw to, to Sammy behind the glass with a Sammy. But I, don't really, I, don't, I don't really have it. I'll and get it's you not to right timing. Yeah, thanks. You gotta, it's, it's, uh, I don't have the depth of the You got to go deep. Range. You got to find it deep. It's like singing. It's deep. I don't have it. I don't have it. Sammy. Oh, no radio voice. Mrazic on the ice today. Got the pads <laughs> Is on. he? Like, yeah. He's got hockeying for yeah, Sean he's got the pads so, on. Uh, and Mike Kelly's there. There is no question. We're going to get to Mike for sure in a second. But just to pick up off the break, Sammy, there's there's no question. They have to get rid of this contract. It's it's too he far gone. A hockey game it yet. doesn't matter. What if, what if he's good? When you think about it, the only reason why you signed him was insurance for Jack, which you still need. It was very expensive insurance. It was three years at three point eight. We are now into the what is it going to take to sign Jack Campbell? And they know now. They absolutely know. You know a number, you think? Five. five. North, five. If they can get him at five, then they should still consider it a pretty good deal. He's going to win the Vesna but he is, for seven. Watch. He is not falling <laughs> off, and that number isn't disappearing. Yeah. Well, they're going to need some insurance. Maybe we can get well, some. Well, he's on the ice today, so there we go. All right. We'll talk about that more after. Right now, we are joined by our friend, Mike Kelly. Uh, Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, it's my birthday. I'm excited. <laughs> Everything's good. That's I'm good. joking. It's not yeah. my birthday. Uh, we usually, our expected birthdays per show is usually below one, so to have two <laughs> would not have met my expectations. <laughs> hey, you already, you already hit the over. That's right. We we did just have that chat with Colby, who you obviously heard a little piece of anyway, um, and we got to a conversation that you and I have had, uh, the three of us have had on this show in the past about the old expected goals. The Toronto Maplers. The Toronto Maplers are winning just like you said they would. It's funny, after the last time uh, we had you on, and you said, watch, they're going to win five in a row. Have me back on then. They won five in a row after that. So sorry for the delay in getting you back. But the expected goals thing is still all wonky. 27th in real goals, first in expected goals. What is going on? Help us out. Yeah, well, and another thing we talked about was the power play. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's certainly been a lot better. Um, Look, none of this is an exact science, but when I see a team that is underperforming its expected goals more than any team in the league by far, which is Toronto, then a market correction is is due. It almost always happens. And and that's just looking back over time. I've been in analytics and hockey professionally for seven years almost. It almost always happens. With Toronto, they can score. They've got the talent. They're not a team that's got a bunch of guys that don't know how to put the puck in the net, despite getting a lot of good chances. And 
you go back to last year, the year before that, they're up near the top of the league in goals at five on five. They're up near the top of the league and expected goals at five on five. That's it's just measuring. It's like hockey players speak grade A chances, right? That's what coaches talk about. Right. How many grade A's did we get? It's just um, a little bit more of a scientific approach by looking at historical data to see, okay, what are the actual odds of these different shot and shot types going in? So in terms of, you know, do they need to play a different kind of game? Do they need to be a little grittier, heavier? There's too much on the perimeter. They're, they're sixth in rebound chances, fourth in shots from that inner slot net front area, seventh in deflections, ninth in screen shots on goal, let alone, you know, the, the quality looks, one-timers, et cetera. So uh, I, I don't think they need to change a lot. I think it's a matter of a still kind of small sample about a month in, and they're going to start scoring. Dying to follow up on the idea of rebound shots created. Like, this is not a stat we see anywhere. Uh, and I'm fascinated. I've actually wondered, like, is are, are you guys tracking the shooter that's getting a shot with a screen or the person who's setting the screen? How do you track that? The screenshots? Yeah. Yeah, it's just if they're, if the goalie's uh, sight line is taken away uh, at the point of release on a shot. So is that someone's and... actually, like, a, so a manual thing? Bunting has been... They're probably more than anyone I've seen all season long. Right. He he he'd be credited with being in the in the right place at the right time. Correct. As the player who screened the goalie, if he was, yeah, and yeah. and also just in in terms of Toronto at the team level, was it a screen shot on goal? Yes. So you can actually tell who the best uh, player is in terms of screening the goaltender in the league. You guys have that information. We could pull that out, yeah. yeah. Like right now, it's something I can look at quickly is just the, the team level uh, numbers, but in terms mm-hmm. of who's doing it. Uh, and to answer your other question, it's it's a bit of a two-pronged approach. There's a, a computer vision tracking system that we use, uh, but there's also the a human element to quality uh, check everything as well to make sure that we're as close to 100% accurate as possible. So when we look at a guy like Nick Ritchie, who has at times shown that and including last year, uh, 15 goals in 56 games for the Boston Bruins, uh, you know, is a pretty good year. Um, obviously, they made the decision to let him just walk out the door and not qualify him or bring him back the rest of the year. But ultimately, can we look at the Leafs and maybe even um, a, a Matthews or a Tavares? You know, we know they're, they're the duels, but still it seems like the left side – is undecided and does this play into any factor at all on why they have struggled a little bit five on five that's a great question kipper and i think you know i heard you guys talk a bit about hyman and and you're you're downgrading no matter what um Although, you know, people talk about Hyman, I think, when you look back at his time in Toronto and say, well, he's the guy that went in the corners and he dug the pucks out and, and let the other guys, you know, get the good looks and, and score the goals. And he did do that, but he's also a really skilled player. Uh, and I think he showed that in his last year in Toronto in particular. And the other thing is that Marner, Matthews, Tavares, uh, Nylander as well, but especially those first three are all really good away from the puck in terms of, you know, whether they need to win a battle or strip a guy from the puck or knock a puck down, block a pass, whatever it is, they do a lot of that on their own anyways. So I definitely don't think that the, you know, the kind of core four guys we're talking about here are really that dependent on whoever the other guy is to be able to produce a five-on-five. 
is a part of an effect, um, especially early as you're trying to figure it out and figure out chemistry. It, it probably is, and you guys could speak to that better than me from the experiences that you've had. Um, but again, ultimately, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to keep these guys down for long. Mike, just looking around the the league, well, the, you know, the most interesting stories to me, a lot of them are in Canada, and one of them is the Vancouver Canucks, which, you know, we're hearing trade rumors now. Uh, JT Miller comes up, Brock Besser comes up. You know, there there are names that move there. What is going on with the Canucks? I look at that roster and see so much talent. Am I wrong in thinking that they should be better than they are, or, or are the stats uh, telling us that this team's legitimately not a good squad? I don't think they're as bad as their record is, but I don't think they're a playoff team. No. And I'm assuming a lot of people coming into the year thought, yeah, bubble, you know, not a great division. You know, maybe get in, but kind of bright, be in the mix. Um, I saw them as a bit less than that, but not this bad. Um, the roster, I think that, I think Thatcher Demko is a top 10 goalie in the league. Uh, I think he could be a top five. He could be someone who's on uh, Vesna ballots, uh, assuming the team gets a little bit better in front of him. He's outstanding. Their forward group, you know, I know Jim Benning gets a lot of flack for what's going on there with Canucks fans, especially in Vancouver. I lived out in Vancouver for a while. They are up there with Leaf fans in terms of passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at some of the drafts, draft choices. Uh, you look at some of the trades. The forward group, I think, is pretty good. Again, some guys underperforming and not doing what we've seen them do, like Elias Pedersen, obviously. And uh, the JT Miller's been good um, uh, for them. The defense to me is is almost all of it, and it affects their overall game in so many different ways. Like they've got Quinn Hughes as a first pair defenseman, Tyler Myers is probably a four. Um, you you go down and he's playing over twenty minutes a night, and you go down the 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 like Kyle Burrows and and Travis Hamonic and, and different guys like you can't you can't have any kind of reliable top four D pairing or or you know six man unit with some of these players that they have on the back end, um, you know, OELs on a huge ticket. So that's where I think basically all the problems are. They, they have no transition game. That's a big issue. They don't generate off the rush. They give up a ton off the rush. Um, and again, you guys, you playing forward at high levels of hockey would understand how having D that can't move the puck, get it out, join the rush, um, break up entries and defend in your own end can hurt your overall game in so many different ways. You know what hasn't uh, you guys haven't discovered yet in analytics, but will soon. A lot of things, Kipper. I know. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm throwing one out you, at you right now. Rate a return on a trade. It's hmm. interesting. And if I was to, if I was to look at the Vancouver Canucks right now, and I need a shakeup, I need something mm-hmm. done here, and you've thrown out two or three names. But no one's throwing out the name I'm throwing out right now. Bo Horvat. That's the guy Vancouver needs to trade. Excuse me. Yep. No, Why is that? no question about I, can, it. Can I get more on that? Why do you think he's the guy? Huge return. Yeah. The, no, 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 no. The best return. Okay. Mm-hmm. The best return. Best rate right there, Bo Horvat. Why? Two years left on his deal. You're going to trade for a guy and you get two cracks at winning the Stanley Cup at 5.5 million. He walks after next season. So that means between now and next season, you have to make a decision on this guy. This guy will be 28 years old and he's a little out of the wheelhouse right now 
at 28 for how bad your team is right now. You have to believe that and accept that before you can do that. Correct. Yeah. But you will get your 23 or 24-year-old to match the Demko, the Patterson, and the Quinn Hughes off of Bo Horvat. Because Bo is coming in next year wanting seven times seven. <sighs> and you don't want to go there. You don't want to go seven and a half, eight million dollars for Bo Horvat, knowing your team's as bad as it is right now. That's the guy you got to move. Thoughts on that, Mike? You like Bo? I love Bo. Imagine being a playoff team and adding Bo Horvat for Ooh. a playoff run and then another year and another run. At 5.5. Um, at 5.5. Wow. Th- think, about, think about what that could bring Vancouver back. I, I really, I, I would agree with you. That that probably is their best rate of return. Um, right up there. I mean, but at that point, to, to Borny's comment, you are saying... I guess what they should have said a couple of years ago, we're not good enough and we got to completely restructure things here. And that, that can't happen under Jim Benning after the, the amount of time that he's been there and what they've been, I guess, trying to sell. But I don't disagree with anything you said, Kipper. That, that's a, that's a huge return. And, and like I said, if you're a playoff team, you're adding Bo Horvat to the mix. That is massive. If you also want to get Canucks fans to, hop over the Lionsgate Bridge and storm the building. Play Bo Horvat. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much is my understanding. Um, <laughs> yeah, so looking around the, the NHL, and I know you're, you're digging through the numbers every day, so I'm just wondering if any, uh, there are any outliers that stick out to you in terms of uh, teams that are either overperforming or underperforming their underlying numbers. I, I know a lot of times... Um, you know, this this stuff is only seen by you guys when you're toggling those categories on your end. Do you, do you see any teams that you expect to rise a bunch or drop a bunch compared to how they've started the season? Oh, great minds think alike, I guess. I was, I was thinking about that this morning. Um, you kind of get around American Thanksgiving and 20 games and all that. But uh, I, I had a debate with somebody, actually, another analyst yesterday about the Rangers. And my whole point was, no, I don't think they are what their record is, which is 11-4-3. and three. Wow. I still think they're good. I still think they'll be a playoff team, but, you know, kind of just get in type playoff team. Um, but, no, I, I think they're they're dining out on some pretty exceptional goaltending, and they have an exceptional goalie. I don't think just Yorkton's going to drop off or anything, but uh, they give up a lot. So I, I think that they're better. Their record is, is beyond what they're going to be capable of ultimately. Um, I'm super impressed with the Penguins, given all they've had to deal with this year to be where they're at. And they're a team that, that generates a ton of five-on-five five, um, in terms of offense and chances. I feel so bad for the Islanders. Uh, this isn't even an analytics thing. I mean, yeah. they've just been put in a horrible, horrible spot. But no, give I've me, never give, counted that team out. Give me the analytics on it, because there's a few people that I've talked to that said they're done. Oh, they they don't like them, will not get back in this thing. And I, I'm... I'm I'm looking at the Metropolitan Division, and I agree with you. Outside of the Rangers' great goaltending, there's nothing I ho- love wow. about this team yet. And then we've got Pittsburgh, which we thought were on the downside, and yet they've got some life. But Philly, Carter Hart, I mean, there, there'd be mm-hmm. a lot of reasons why Lou Lamarillo would feel like he can get his team back in this thing. Yeah, I, I hope they get some guys back, and I, I hope they can get back to playing the way that they did. Losing Ryan Pollock uh, for a little bit of time here is huge. Uh, it's a big, big loss for them. Like Zidane Ochara, he, he just can't eat those kind of minutes anymore. He can't do it. 
Um, I've watched them a bunch of times this year. I don't see it. If you just do the simple math, they played 15 games. They have 12 points. If you want to throw out 95, 96 points to make the playoffs, um, you know, they got to get in 67 games about you know, 84, 85, 83 points, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's an uphill battle when you're at full health and everything's rolling. And you got to leapfrog all these other teams too. So they might be done at this point. I, I just hate that that's the case because I don't feel they ever really had a shot starting on the road the way they did. Um, all the COVID, the injuries, like, you know, I, I would have liked to maybe see them get some games pushed um, yeah. with all the guys they're missing. I, I just think they never really had a chance. Um which is too bad because I love watching that team play. Like people say they're boring, defensive, whatever. Two straight conference finals. They score a fair bit. They've got some flashy players. I love watching the Islanders play. Yeah, fair enough. The um, the other division that interests me, we've had this debate on the show yesterday. We were talking about uh, Calgary and Edmonton. You know, the top of the Pacific is a weird one. Vegas is 11-8, and kind of hanging around, waiting to do their thing when they get fully healthy. But Calgary, Edmonton, Anaheim, one, two, three in that division. Are those... Teams as good as their records? I mean, there's seven legit losses between Alberta right now. It's been pr- pretty baffling. It's not baffling. It's surprisingly good, I guess, from Alberta. Man, how good is it to have the Battle of Alberta mean something back. again, eh? It's back. It's awesome. Just love it. And uh, uh, the Flames, I, I think Daryl Sutter, I, I couldn't say enough about what he's done since he's gone in there. And You just go back and look at the splits from when he took over from Jeff Ward. And the one area that I always kind of hammered Calgary on was they gave up a lot in transition. Uh, they didn't play connected a ton, it didn't seem. And he fixed it immediately. He, the first thing he did was cut down on what they were giving up. And the second thing he did was figure out how to open it up without starting to concede that again. And it leads to some some of the best rush chance goal differentials in the league. And it was immediate when he took over for Jeff Ward. That's just playing connected in the D zone, the neutral zone, the offensive zone. Um, so I know they got the lowest goals against in the league and their goalies are throwing up 940 plus save percentages. Those will come down a bit, but this team is so much better defensively. Yeah. I think Calgary's legit Edmonton. We know what they do. Um, so they're going to be up there. Anaheim. That's the one I'm not seeing. And I, I love the story. I love the young players. I love Troy Terry in the 16 game point streak and Zegris is dynamic. Getzlaff looks like he's five years younger playing, uh, with Terry as well. Uh, Gibson's great. They're, they're top four D's good. Uh, I, I think Vegas gets back up there and, and Anaheim's the team they bump. And maybe Anaheim will compete for a wild card spot. Um, but it won't surprise me if they aren't quite there yet either. Mike, what is, uh, what does analytics tell us about uh, minutes munched? Because it just seems it, when you watch McDavid and, and Dreisaitl, if they're not playing 25 minutes a night, uh, Edmonton doesn't win. And, does it eventually catch up to these guys? I know McDavid's the most natural gifted skater in the history of the game. And what appears to be 25 minutes for him, maybe against a guy like Tavares who labors when he skates is vastly different, but does it, does it catch up to everybody? Well, if you want to look at it, like try to quantify it, um, you would see curves. Uh, that, that are just averages. And then there's always exceptions to the rules. And I, I think we've seen enough now to know that McDavid and Drysaddle would be that. These are these are forwards that play 22-plus minutes a night, which go back 10 years ago, man, that's unheard of. Um, different breed, different kind of guys. Uh, you, you could ask that question from a few different angles, I guess. 
they've done this before though. Um, and you know, McDavid, we, we played 56 last year and, and that's not 82. So it's not apples to apples, but he didn't drop off. He isn't dropped off at the start of the year. I'd be surprised if, if these guys kind of ran out of gas at 60 or 70 games or anything like that. I think they're just, they're massive outliers and basically everything that they do. Um, but Edmonton's bottom six, it, it's actually been a little better lately. If, if you're going to point to a spot that you could try to exploit on a team, I guess that would be it. Like if you got into a playoff series against Edmonton and you could find a way to kind of saw off in the top six, this might be almost impossible, but find a way to saw off on special teams. Then you can, I think, really look to take advantage of, of that area. But um, man, they can beat you in a lot of ways. I'm, I'd be afraid of that team. How, how do you like my uh, bet on Connor McDavid? Uh, $2, I bet, that he'll get a point in every regular season game to pay 100 Do you like it? Should have put should have put that on it. I know. What a coward I, I am. I love it. I Two actually, bucks. Well, I, actually, I actually did end so up going 10 you don't know if you're going to win till when? April 12th? Yeah, they're holding my toonie till April 12th. Well, probably till tomorrow oh. when they so you go the, you go on this. <laughs> you go on this amazing run. And it's for like four months, bucks. and you can't get a full tank of gas. <laughs> what the hell is a two dollar bet? You know what the truth is, Kipper. I went. I did make it a ten dollar bet, so it'll pay me five hundred bucks. So, all right, everyone, relax. Good. Uh, can, right. you, can you cash out if you get to like seventy two games, and he's still doing it? Uh, that, you know, that's a great question. I will. Uh, I will keep you abreast of the situation. Right. I, I hope we get to that point. And by and then, you get a quarter tank at least. <laughs> by then, he'll save enough money for whenever your birthday is real. <laughs> perfect all right thanks mike we appreciate you joining us hey you guys are awesome anytime all right have a good one man so what do you think of bo horvat horvat's a, that's a that's that's something you didn't say nothing you said a thing i liked it i think it's a good idea it, it all revolves around the idea that the, they accept their fate this season now they need to accept it the, They're done. the, the guy that teams are calling and like are looking like seagulls like on popcorn the number has a that's lot what, to do with it that's what nylander's doing right now he's feeding the seagulls on on the beach <laughs> yeah, wait for hand. that one sammy for on instagram reason, they love them. it's coming with the shirt open oh man that is coming but no that's a great idea they, the, yeah the, the, they're all over miller right but now if they do that they gotta they gotta trade the whole lot of them don't they well that's what you call a reset that's what you call a, a a, a regroup. Do you, Miller and Horvat? Well, look who, who's your future. Oh, that's obviously we know who Petey, it is. Petey and Hughes and Demko. Demko. They're is twenty-three. Be, is Besser a part of that to you? Twenty-four. I don't think Besser's done enough to command if, a big figure. So to me, you keep Besser and. But if you but Besser's only twenty-four. Yeah. So well, he's a part you, of it. you get rid of the twenty-eight and thirty-year-olds in a couple of years. Like, if you didn't get rid of that Ekman Larson deal, it'd be great. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. They, no, too soon. no, 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 it's not too soon. No, no, you need, if you're Jim Benning right now, you call up the Boston Bruins and you heard, throw. Heard you guys had interest in this. You throw the one, the one team that he had the green light on. You know what? It might be almost now or never on that Ekman Larson. Yes. Because it ain't going to look better. I would not. It's not going to look better in a year. Don't, don't, don't blink off of uh, Ekman Larson to Boston still. Could you imagine that? Hey, it's crazy NHL salary cap locked in. It's the hardest league to dig yourself out. So this is a question I should know the answer to, but his no trade clause came with his deal in the trade. Maybe 
Does he still have any protection, or is that uh, that's something I'm going to look up and I will get? I, I would believe that uh, you have the option. The team would have had the option if they gave, if they let him keep it, then it's still there. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. there. No still mo- there. Like on cap friendly or whatever, it still says a no movement clause. Still has a no movement clause. Okay. Eight, I, I I would two five until. I would think that uh, he wouldn't have. If he feels like he can't win or he's they want to go in a different direction, uh, you'd open it up to the team that you had on your list to begin with. Got to believe he came to Vancouver and bought a house, right? That ain't cheap. He's anyway. Ma- he's making a lot <laughs> He's of okay. Money, he's okay He'll financially. All right, good point. Then he can sell it. I mean, it's not like the market in Vancouver has gone down, probably. No. I, I mean, he's I'm probably not really a real estate in Vancouver expert, but I'm sure yeah. it's not. Probably made a half million, million dollars. Is it easier to sell your house or listen to the wrath? <laughs> in Vancouver. Oh, man. Wouldn't he get it? Well, I don't know. But uh, I do know that we can ask our next guest about it, PJ Stock, coming up after the break. What do you think? Should we uh, should take our break now? I wasn't I, trying to I, throw I loved it. it. No, uh, give it a rip job. <laughs> I, that was a little weak. I'm, I got to be honest with you. To, I wasn't trying to close the, uh, the segment. I, I, got, sure I got the sense that you were kind of trying it, but you weren't really sure. <laughs> I'll punk him in. No, no, I want you to rip it right now. Uh, PJ Stock joining us next on Real Yeah, baby.